Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's a good... We didn't even talk about Wit's family being like, he should, he's never yeah. he's always done this stuff, and I want to kill his invention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Jana. Jana kind of gets dropped from the... Uh, yeah. I was interested in what Jana was putting I down. I was like, what? Uh-huh. Say more. And her <laughs> brother was like, shut up, Jana. <laughs> yeah. I know. Jason, fake Jason was very dismissive. <laughs> do you know what this is? You do. It's like, ba- oh, it's We Are Family. It's like the backing track to We Are Family. It's like the kids' pop version. <laughs> it's the, the kids', kids pop, pop version of We Are Family. Oh, they got they put some muscle into it. Kids Bop, I ju- I adore Kids Bop. Kids Bop, they're icons. They're the moment. <laughs> they are the moment. Oh, we played we played the Kids Bop for um, <laughs> Old Town Road on this show, right? Oh yeah. Or shallow. I love it. <laughs> okay. Such a white version of We Are Family. Oh, so we are so family. Like, right on the <laughs> yeah. time signature. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to GCF Second Service. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. We're here to have GCF Second Service with special guests for the second week in a row. Kale Hills, Kale Hills, making Hello. his fourth appearance on the podcast. Welcome After back, the Kevin. fifth one, my punch card is complete. Right? Hey, yeah, and then you you're, get a free, you're free. episode. No, you, you, <laughs> yeah, no. you're, you're done. He's released <laughs> from our. <laughs> we won't call you anymore. From our <laughs> eternal torment. Uh, we're taking your calls once again. It's November. Carmania's over. The spooky, scary stuff is over. Whew. And now we're entering into what is a holiday season, which for some people uh, brings out great positive memories, coming back to the hometown, snuggling up with the old family pup Taylor before they're Swift. put down. Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. What about her? I, I think she loves Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was born on a Christmas tree farm. Yeah, she was that's, born in a Christmas tree. Part of the she yeah. she was born. Her mom was a Christmas tree. <laughs> Out of one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Nice. Yeah. So the topic that we gave people on Twitter, we'll see if they actually adhere to it, is the idea of holidays and family. A super broad topic that we hope people just. Someone calls about Flag Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Now, when Labor Day, technically <laughs> the blah 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 blah. Kel, Right now, uh, and you can get into it as vaguely or specifically as possible, but what's your relationship to holidays and family? What's your general feeling towards that? Um, mixed. Like, I think, I think you get to a certain age and everyone has to have some kind of mixed experience with family around the holidays <laughs> because you grow and change as a person and your family's ri- like rituals grow and change or, you know, you know enough like someone dies close to the holidays, like something's going to happen to make the holidays not as pure. Um, But what I've found right now, so I am from Missouri. Most of my family lives in Missouri. I live in LA. What I have found to be a really effective strategy is I go home, but not on the holidays. I go like a couple weeks later. And that's nice because I'm not caught up in the like rigmarole of all the holiday activities 
and I get more of the genuine what we say the holidays are actually about, which is spending time with your family. Time, and it's talking. cheaper. And it's cheaper. <laughs> so much yeah. cheaper. Now, are you, but is your family so angry at you for missing the big holiday that when you do arrive, they're like, well, look who decided Oh, to gosh, no, because my family is not a, a <laughs> nuclear family anymore, okay. and it's been probably Oh, like, it's nuclear, all right. The yeah, nuclear explosion. It blew up. <laughs> yeah, my parents' marriage blew up um, like an H-bomb. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, well, for the like last, and I went away for college, and so over the last decade or so, it's become much more sporadic. As so far everyone's as, like pretty comfortable. If yes, it, I think it's very yeah. familiar okay. to everyone. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's yeah. a good strategy. Yeah, I'm in a weird spot with families and holidays right now. Yeah, it's, what are you doing for holidays? Well, Thanksgiving uh, for the last eight years, I've stayed here in town. Mm-hmm. And I can't recommend that enough for anyone that lives more than a time zone away from their family. And if your family can be peaceable about you missing old gobble gobble day, mm-hmm. like friggin' do it. Really? I I think so. I I have a great time here every year. Um, is that also because you get to go to another Thanksgiving and it's kind of fun to like or multiple or different multiple. ones? Yeah, One year I, I went, I I've went never to been five to someone else's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Whoa, I think that'd be rom-com. so fun. That is a rom com. <laughs> it was. I brought a Five bag of rice cakes to each one, <laughs> <laughs> the same one because no one ate them, like, so they were unopened. Out. I would kick you out of my oh, Thanksgiving. I know. You'd be right too. Uh, but Christmas, <laughs> I mean, we're so split up as a family right now geographically. That's a little complicated mm. uh, to get everybody together. But what about for you, Caroline? We're opening the phone line, so I'm sorry if you get uh, it's okay. interrupted. I'm sorry. I also just took a bite of the nice cookies you made us. Oh, nah, thank you. Matter. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the line with Kevin, Caroline, and special guest Kale Hills. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, hey guys. Hey, Caroline, Kevin, and Kale. Uh, Eric from Victoria, Texas. Victoria, I'm familiar. Hey, Eric. Yeah, do you know the connection of uh, uh, Lakewood Church to Victoria? Oh, Victoria Osteen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the connection? Yeah. <laughs> Victoria Osteen is oh, Joel yeah. Osteen's wife, uh, who, when she did uh, allegedly assault a flight attendant when she was cleared of the oh, charges, no, no. they did have a celebration service at the church uh, <gasps> that she, her, her name was cleared. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm talking, I'm talking about uh, his sister oh. is um, married to the pastor of the non, big non-denominational like, sister church. In Victoria? Of Lakewood, here oh. in town. Yeah, in Victoria. Oh. Whoa. Hey, wait, and is this your wife? <laughs> no, no. What? Wait, what? <laughs> this is like an Osteen family dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. So you inherit Lakewood when Joel dies, right? That's what you're telling us? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I'm confused. Hey, <laughs> well, we're talking about holidays and family, or if you got nothing uh, to talk about with that, whatever you want. Um, no, I mean, um, I want to ask, are Christians aware of, uh, I call them daywalkers, like people who, as far as anybody knows, is Christian, but is really an atheist? Ooh, daywalkers. It's called daywalkers? Is this, I, I, ca- is I call like them daywalkers, like oh, from okay. Blade. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blade right. will be a Marvel movie in a couple years. Oh, tight. I With can't Mahershala. wait to find out what Blade's all about. Yeah, it's going to be Viggo Mortensen driving Blade around. Uh, <laughs> I'll be Blade for Halloween 2025 or whatever. And how will you dress up, Caroline? Uh, I won't do that. Okay. <laughs> Sunglasses. <laughs> Sunglasses. Like Justin Trudeau. Mustache. Uh, okay. 
daywalkers. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that term that much, but now that makes me wonder who's in the friggin' mist. That is, and, and I ask because I I identify as atheist. Okay, and um, I'm in two Christian bands. <laughs> oh, and, and all all my bandmates think I'm uh, a Christian, but um, oh wow, you say you're in two Christian bands. Yeah, one, I thought you uh, meant like, like a, I'm uh, into Christian bands, like I like no, he's bands. In, oh, he's like I'm into two Christian bands. Well, yeah. well, 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 that too, that too. <laughs> wow, what's that experience like for you? Um, it's interesting, but this this podcast has given me a lot of ammo to be uh, well versed. Uh, good in in the lingo. Yeah, that's yeah. so um, funny. But it's 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 kind of easy. <laughs> it hasn't been that well did you grow up christian or you uh, uh, kind of grew, grew up catholic okay um yeah there's a few key phrases that if you can if you can deploy them uh speaking as someone who was spiritually oh, dead yeah. for a couple years i i learned how to shield myself Day from walker. any <laughs> p- uh, penetrability emotionally uh or spiritually from anyone speaking into my life and if you if you know how to do that in jujitsu people and to like not uh, probing deeper or pressing in at all, then uh, it can work. Speaking into my life is a good one. Well, yeah, it's literally what I just said. See, it's so <laughs> internalized. Like, <laughs> are there any like go-to moves you have where it's like you kind of want to throw the gang off the trail? So you like use any like, like you deploy any like specific wording or phrasing or or conversation topics? Um, not specifically. I, I did. Re- I did really like endear myself or uh, to somebody by singing "Good Good Father," oh. uh, like during practice. That's who you are. Yeah. <laughs> and they and they were and they were like, "Oh my god, you're you're so into the faith." <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what a weird sense. <laughs> <laughs> you're on fire. <laughs> you are in that faith. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I sing "Good Good Father" all the time, and no one gives me any compliments whatsoever. Aww. Unfortunately. Well. Eric, can I ask how this situation started? Because what I'm curious about, was it with any kind of intention that you went in to like, play with these bands and wanted them to think that you were a certain way? Or did it just kind of like aspire? It was like, oh, oops, now it's too, it's too late. Yeah. It's too um, late to talk about uh, it. Well, I, there was a point in the distant past where I was a Christian and in Christian bands and stuck with the music and the, the faith just kind of went away. And I just kind of kept it up for because because I don't want to I don't want to like lose the the musicianship of it all. I yeah. like I like my bands. I like my bandmates. Yeah, and um, you don't want to lose those friendships too. Yeah. Mm, so it hard. it's it's hard um, though, and I felt this way too. Where sometimes so much of friendship or most people's friendships is built on commonality, either like common interests or common life stage or something like that. It's hard though when it feels like even the the total core of a relationship has to be shared with faith and if that goes away then the friendships right. might go away that's like that's like a really hard space to occupy uh sometimes yeah yeah do you think that's I what will, what would happen with them like if you did come out as an atheist like that they um i the the lutheran church that i'm in a band with i don't think anything would change um i i the the band leader I think is kind of on to me a little bit. <laughs> um, so but, Richard Dawkins uh, the, falls out of your bo- back pocket. The, What's this? Oh, opposition research. <laughs> but the I think the Baptist AME Church uh, that I house band for I think they would just 
like ask me not to come back. Oh, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Or they would. I feel like yeah. also they they may just start like really honing in on you, getting you to talk. Um, about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, like try to witness and and. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, salvage the remains. Oh, yeah. boy. Well, uh, there is a great roadmap for your situation, and it's a movie called The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Um, you will need to fall in love with a pastor's daughter. <laughs> oh, there's also a great movie called I'm in Love with a Church Girl. Yes, you there's, can also follow I, that one. There's also a great movie called Christian Mingle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of text to work with. Yeah, there's a lot of exa- a lot of people you can follow in their footsteps. Oh, that's before. right. Ja Rule. I forgot about <laughs> the Ja Rule I'm basically Ja Rule. <laughs> you are, you're Ja Ruling this band. Who's excited? Oh, no. <laughs> no one. Okay. <laughs> So, oh. so you're saying I should get a Lamborghini? Yeah, yeah I think that's the quickest. Oh, you don't have one already? Yeah, it's oh. weird that you don't have one. Already. You're behind. Uh- <laughs> oh, Eric. Well, thanks for calling and and just talking about life and love and being a day sure. with us. Um, as far as uh, uh, family stuff, um, my favorite episode of Good Christian Fun um, Second Service is Caroline's mom. Oh, hey. really? I oh. Absolutely love it. Really? What What'd you like about it? I mean, it uh, mom, just the back and the back and forth between Kevin and and uh, Penny. <laughs> hey, I'm still waiting on a redhead named Amy. Apparently, he's gonna. Is it Amber? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Amy. It was Amber. I think it's Amy. I think yeah. it was. I think it was Amy. It was Amy. Okay, my yeah. Bad. Eric agrees with me. Yeah, I should remember your prophecy better. <laughs> I know. I need to check in with Penny uh, on any recent developments she might have yeah, heard about from she God. Used to get cracking. <laughs> I talked to her today. She's and uh, are y'all ever gonna cover Audrey Assad? Audrey is oh she has an interesting story. Who's that? Audrey yeah. Saad is that. Do you want to tell Caroline who who she is, Eric? Uh, she is a um, Catholic Christian artist. Um, she has a she had a porn addiction, um, and her her music's pretty good. It's good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot there. It's a rich text. There's a interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Audrey's a good name. You like Audrey Hepburn? There you sure. go. See, you're on board. <laughs> Caroline's on board. Well, thanks for calling, Eric. And thank you. Thank you all. I appreciate that. Uh, thank oh, you. thanks for listening. Pod bless. Pod bless. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Daywalker. That is a good new term that we can use now. Yeah, yep. that is a good one. Porn addiction. Hmm. What happened there? <laughs> I wonder how, like, how she talks about that. I mean, people have porn addiction. I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's cool. That's not cool. I don't know. What am I <laughs> trying <on>. to say? <laughs> I just thought uh, I don't. He- you don't hear a lot of women coming out about a porn addiction. Um, I'd yeah. like to hear how that like is woven into her music or how she talks about it. I know porn addiction is almost like a stock addiction for like a, a Christian male motivational speaker. It, like comes mm-hmm. with the package, I think. Oh no! Let's talk about you and your family. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I, it's so drivable that you can do it. Yeah, my my parents live like about an hour fifteen away in like the Inland Empire, mm. and Christmas is like pretty magical. Like it gets really decorated to the nines, and like my parents still wrap so many presents, and so Aww. it still is like a mountain of presents on Christmas Day, which Whoa. is pretty fantastic. And then stockings that are like overflowing with like candy and just whatever stuff. Are they good presents though? Like what? Are, what? Are, they're what are, like, you know, yeah, they're like fine. They're better for the kids now, like yeah. my nieces and nephews, and like now like, we get books and socks. So it's right. more for yeah. the show for them. But I, it's still like, yeah, it's still kind of fun. And I, I still get like competitive yeah. about like, who David got more this year? <laughs> yeah, because I don't know what a good present would be as an adult yeah i mean like 
tickets, money, I'll take all that stuff. Yeah. I still like getting clothes or whatever. But um so that's part that part's still pretty amazing. I think but yeah, same with family. Like I have about a two day expiration time like with my mm-hmm. family in that situation, especially when all of us are in the house and uh, love them to death and then we all start to get on each other's nerves and it's time to drive home. Is it pretty mutually understood that everyone's getting on each other's nerves? Too? Uh I I guess so. Maybe I don't, we're not like we don't all refer to like oh here comes the second day mark or whatever but like <laughs> yeah. I, I I feel it and so I'm always like okay time to go thank yeah. you love you bye um and just try to I, we did have like a th- a Thanksgiving blow up last year we fought about Trump with my mom mm-hmm. at the table oh a I blow cried. up not a, not a blowout no like <laughs> no we didn't have a good time it wasn't a cool party <laughs> um. So like those things can happen and I think that's what I'm trying to avoid by like a long extended stay is like we'll get there. And my mom and I have talked about that before of like yeah if we're around each other there's some point where like something gets gritty and we have to be careful. Well you know who would help with that? Gritty. (laughs) The Phillies mascot. (laughs) You and Gritty are pretty close right? Well we did attend a a buddy of mine uh, texted and said like oh hey how was the uh how was the baby shower? I said, oh, I was really good. The mother to be, it ended with the mother to be making Gritty pretend to suck his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love them so much. Yeah. I miss them. They are They're from Philly, so oh, they live in Philly now. All right. Let's see what the next call will be. I also really like Thanksgiving. Yeah. I have good. a hard time. What do you like about it? Because I will say, I think the food... It's fine. Not, it's just fine. Whoa. And then there's no, name one Thanksgiving song. None. Yeah. Uh, we Gathered Together. A song that was in a Thanksgiving Jersey episode Brown. last week. Oh. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's kind of what I like about Thanksgiving is it's like a little mm. bit under the radar, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's just it's like food-based. Like, you do what you want to do. Yeah, and there's less, there's less expectation for it. Yeah. Jeez, oh, like no, this. we're getting all the calls now. <gasps> You're on the line with Kevin, Caroline, and special guest Kale Hills. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Crystal. I'm from Australia. Oh, my uh... goodness gracious. Wait, what time is it over there, Crystal? <laughs> It is um, about quarter to two on a Friday. Whoa. Sorry. PM? You I think you're our first Australia yep. caller. Oh, well, have you seen Leftover Season 3? Because that show rocks. What was that? Leftover Season 3, so much of it takes place in Australia. And that's like one really? of my pri- oh. Shut up. Stop shaking your head at me, Caroline. I'm not Such telling you to tangent, shut up, Jess. So tangential. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Australia. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? Freaking because that was filmed in an adjacent. Nearby. <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I thought. I just thought, you know, maybe it was good for their tourism or something. snow dogs? Shut up. Good for tourism. Snow dogs Look, I was never going to go to Australia what, until. Should I have said The Matrix? <laughs> the Matrix was filmed in Australia. I'm just saying like that's it was pretty a very. Cool. If you'd seen The Leftovers, you'd understand. <laughs> that's a great show about faith that you'll never watch. Okay. I would yeah. like to watch it. Love for me. Well, uh, what's your, uh, do you have a question for us, Crystal? Sorry for fighting before. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I suppose, I don't know if it's uh, so much a question. I like, so I mean, yeah, grew up pretty like typically evangelical as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one side of my family is Greek. So um, had like a bit of like Greek Orthodox thrown in there as well. Oh. But so I'd be mm-hmm. like 
it'd be interesting, I reckon, if like you guys could get like a guest that happened to have that background. Cause, but Greek yes, Orthodox I stuff. I don't know. Do, do you know anybody mm. that has a Greek kale? Like do, Nia Vardalos. Nia Vardalos. Okay. <laughs> Is there anyone else well, besides yeah. <laughs> Nia Vardalos? My bosses it. might be Greek, or- Greek Orthodox. I what, think. What better way to come out to them that you have a podcast? Oh, God, Caroline? can you imagine? I pray. A- I the only time I pray is to ask God that my bosses don't listen to my podcast. So, so I need them to respect me. So Caroline, <laughs> come into my office, Caroline. Uh, yeah, we wanted to talk to you about uh, checks notes, a buoy. <laughs> Uh, we had a few questions about that. So you're a marketing professional, is that right, Yeah, and Caroline? so you thought that would be an effective way um, to sell a product yes. called Acuity, <laughs> Caroline Ely, and then, they, and then they promote you is the twist Oh, of it. that'd be so cool. You deserve a raise. I shouldn't hold back so much. Oh, man. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know. There's so much of like cool. Australian culture that's so rich for examining from the evangelical stuff obviously the yeah what was the yeah. name of the podcast that you were listening to caroline that got oh, into hill songs yeah history with it so i would like your opinion on hill song but yeah it was a it was a podcast called eating for free which is like it's kind of a yeah. body quality podcast but uh they did I got do a new a podcast full... you know what it's called what eating ain't cheating yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. but they talked about Hillsong a lot, and I, they they said yeah, that like, yeah. and maybe you could confirm or deny that in Australia, um, like the general consensus is like people don't really like Hillsong, and they think they're like kind of bad for yeah. the community. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Um, like I actually listened to that whole podcast on your recommendation, Caroline. Oh, wait. Oh, you listened to that podcast. I thought you said you listened to Hillsong. Let her finish. (laughs) Wow, you jumped down her throat like you jumped down my throat for bringing up the left. to pounce. Um, But, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I see you listen to that. What I was going to say. Like, so there's actually, like, a Hillsong site, like, where I live now. It's more, it's interesting, though. It's kind of you go there and like watch the live stream from like their Sydney service. Um, But yeah, a few of my friends were going to it um, and they're like, they're, I'd say like fairly progressive, but like um, they liked it for a bit, I suppose. Um, But yeah, like I suppose from a personal point of view, I feel like, um, well, like a lot of bit turned off by like Hillsong. Like I'm not like I wouldn't identify myself as yeah. Christian. I wonder. Apparently. I wonder at a certain but point like, if yeah. it's like Target in terms of like name recognition or like Walmart or something mm-hmm. that has like more of a, a an yeah. association with Brand. like negative. Yeah. yeah, where it's just like brand recognizable. So wherever they put one. If it's like market tested to the right degree, it'll do a certain amount of well to okay. And then the system just yeah, perpetuates on name recognition alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which even like Amazon yeah. now, and when we're all fully educated on like the horrors and evils of Amazon, we're like, well, my cookbook's yep. still eight bucks cheaper there, you know, and <laughs> yeah. still. Yeah, that's buy it. Something. Yeah, yeah. So it feels, yeah. Yeah, and there's been like a few other like sort of, yeah, well, like, what, I don't know if you've heard of like Planet Shakers, but that's another one that's. They made one where I live as well, so like, yeah, fairly big church in Australia as well. Um, very, yeah, sort of like Pentecostal as well. Um, okay. Yeah, it's called so, Planet Church. Um, Planet Shakers. Oh, Planet Shakers. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. That sounds like Intense. a good yeah. as hell like casual a, dining restaurant. Or like a gym. Yeah. <laughs> 
We're so stupid. Love <laughs> restaurants. Oh yeah, yeah uh, in Melbourne, Australia Contemporary Worship Band. Yeah, from Adelaide. So I'm about less. Yeah, I live about an hour out of Melbourne. So yeah, there's yeah a lot mm. of um. And look at that! In 2002, yeah. the Australian Idol winner Guy Sebastian. He was a member of the band. One of the members came out and said he had a long-term pornography addiction. A new theme in our podcast <laughs> episode yeah. is being yeah, addicted yeah. to tell porn. Him, tell about him having a porn addiction. Yeah, oh and I mean, I remember actually, yeah, with that guy, I remember like he wrote a song and I think like he was pretty lo- closely linked with Hillsong as well. Um, and I remember like we sang like one of the songs that he wrote in church about like, um, yeah, God healing him and stuff, but yeah, it was like this whole fake cancer thing, and I was like, That's uh, and then right. we even oh, yeah. after that came out, and I'm like, what? oh god. Wait, do you so, know about this? <laughs> it was a fake cancer thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In so, Hillsong? so uh, yes, in Whoa. Hillsong there was a guy. Uh, you 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 probably know the song. You might know the song. I believe you're my healer, and it was like a, it was yeah. about a guy like the guy claimed I had cancer. I wrote this song when I was going through chemo. Ba 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 ba, and then it turns out he was just like a pathological liar who had faked cancer and or was a addicted to porn, or, or what we call a, a, An a, 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 a freaking writer yeah what's the bio storyteller author <laughs> artist influencer lover of words <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but so he he came up with this like wildly elaborate thing and it came out no I was just like you know jacking off a lot <laughs> it wasn't That's, porn you know what's crazy that is almost like verbatim the same thing that happened at Nate's home church. Like there was a guy that did that thing, like said I was sick, had people praying for him, healing him. And then I think also came out with a porn addiction at once he was like found really? out. Gosh. Yeah. Why is that what the go to? I, I, I think porn addiction does not exist. I think p- compulsive porn use is a symptom of like repression and a lot in depression. Mm. And I think like, Porn addiction as like an issue, it's never, it's never, it's that makes sense to me that it keeps coming up with people because it's like this is a compulsive like linked behavior to other stuff. linked. Yeah, I guess it's like how you do you define the addiction then? Is like, is it yeah. about the underlying problems you have or is it about the actual like yeah. thing I, that you can't stop? Well, I wonder what the psychology, like the actual science is too, because there's things like substance addictions, which like we know right. that their drugs and alcohol can be addictive. But then there's behavioral addictions, mm-hmm. which is like being on your phone too much. Uh, uh, or gesture <laughs> <just laughs> heavy. Or, you know, like things like that where it's not like, it's not technically, <laughs> Caroline just threw her phone across it's the like room. It's like right next to me. <laughs> I'll prove him wrong. <laughs> I don't uh, like it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wonder. I don't. I don't know if I see what you're saying. Would be well, basically, yeah, because I, I feel like it's thrown around a yeah. little loosely, especially around Christians too. Because yeah. it's basically like if you looked at porn twice, twice. you have yes. a porn addiction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like I would. I would you might love... have a porn addiction if. <laughs> Oh, I love reform Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> if you got Pornhub in your bookmarks, you might be a porn addict. Yeah. Well, if it's in your bookmarks, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just like, right there. Uh, now, yeah. You actually, can't remember that is how Pornhub is spelled. I would love it, though, if one of these like scammy uh, worship leader, songwriter guys did write a song that's about like their healing of whatever illness they're faking and the lyrics are like, 
I got a heart on for Jesus love. I need to release it all. And it's just like a bunch of it's like blood flow. X, X, X marks a spot where Jesus healed me or something like that. That would be cool. They should do that. Oh, man. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for uh, calling and, and Yeah, sharing. no worries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, have a good afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good, good Friday. TGIF. Yeah. yeah over thank there. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Blooming onion. Yeah. Oh no, that's Outback. Sorry, that's offensive. <laughs> Gotta go. Pod bless. Thanks, Crystal. <laughs> oh, goodbye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> what? You are Blooming onion. Okay. The, <laughs> if if you had seen the leftovers, you would know that that's not a stupid. Hang on, I have a call to take. Did you just hang up on that person so you can finish your leftovers? (laughs) Hold on. Hello. I'm sorry. Hello. You're on the line with Kevin Caroline and special guest Kale Hills. What's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, boy. I'm so glad you guys are having so much good Christian fun already. Uh, My (laughs) name is Zoe. I'm from Boston. Joy from Boston? Oh, Zoe. 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 Why did I hear Joy? I Mm. guess I just... Produce Aww. so much joyful, joy joyful Aww. atmosphere. Oh, I'll, nice. I'll answer. I'll answer to anything you call me, Kevin. Hey. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we're talking about you know we put up a call for like talking about holidays and families. If anyone had any questions or testimonies or prayer requests or regarding that, props. or whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> well, I do have something on topic. So I just had a question about your um, maybe like kind of weird Christian traditions that you did in your family for Christmas, because I grew up, my mom was um, a devout Southern Baptist, uh, you know, front lines on the war on Christmas. And my... Uh, <laughs> By the way, can you tell your mom next time you see her, thank you for her service? Yeah, and that I yeah, salute she, her. She, she was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, my father was like an agnostic anti-establishment kind of guy. So um, the two of them, along with the fact that we didn't really have a lot of money growing up, meant that Santa was did not exist in our house because uh, they didn't want us to think that we had been bad. And that's why Santa didn't give us presents. Aww. But also my dad thought it was like a dumb commercialistic sort of thing. And then my mom thought it was just straight up paganism. So um, there was no... Santa in my house, and we were just told that Santa was a lie made up by greedy, stupid people and sinners. Um, wow! I mean, so I mean, X well, marks yeah. the spot. <laughs> did that make you feel? Did that make you feel like you weren't getting to fully participate in Christmas? Did that bum you out as a kid, or were you like, "Yeah, no. that makes sense"? <laughs> no, it started, uh, you know, a lifelong habit of thinking that most people are idiots. <laughs> or sure. liars. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know the <laughs> condescension of playing along yeah. with other children like, well, what's Santa bringing you this year? <laughs> well, that's the thing is when I was like five or six years old, one of my parents' proudest moments of me is when a neighbor dragged me home by the elbow because I uh, told her son that Santa wasn't real and his presence just came from Toys R Us. <laughs> R.I.P. Jeffrey the Draft. And, and he, she just like deposited me on the doorstep and was Check like, do you out. know what your daughter just did? And my dad was like, she's not wrong. She won't come over anymore. I promise. <gasps> wow. <laughs> wow. What great backup in that moment. Yeah, that's that's pretty badass. I also yeah. I also ended up telling that kid that like all those men at his house weren't really his uncles. It was impossible. <gasps> oh, <laughs> no. And my mom was like, uh, she's not wrong about that either. 
um, wow, you were a little uh, freaking truth spitter, like oh, angry prophet of your neighborhood prophet. block. Mm-hmm. You know what? You should you should see me now. Um, <laughs> um, so one of the things that we did do that my dad thought was you know, hilarious and captured on home video, but my mother did very earnestly, was we made a birthday cake for Jesus every year. Did you sing the song? You know how the song goes? No, what song? Oh, the song is Happy Birthday, Jesus. Does anyone else know Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad it's Christmas. No. It sounds familiar. Whoa. I well, think we just sang regular happy birthday. Okay. But well, I feel like an asshole, better. Zoe. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's better. Jesus. Um, yeah, well, my memory is ruined, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play it for that. you guys later. I'm no, gonna, I believe you. I believe it's real. <laughs> Making your birthday but cake. Was, Did you guys get to eat it after? Oh, yeah. Cool. I think we saved a piece for him. Caroline gets to the real core of the issue. That's <laughs> <laughs> the hard questions. You save a piece for him? Yeah, I think we saved a piece for him, but then my dad would just eat it. So your dad is doing we Santa. Looking. Yeah. He's Santa Jesus. Eating the cookie yeah, they right. gave out. Hmm. Ho, ho, holy. Yeah, he'd, he ate the piece of cake and then, you know, drank his usual Budweiser. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, as far as like weird religious holiday traditions, we didn't have, I mean, we did the reading of the nativity story on Christmas Eve. Yeah, we would do that too. But mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they would want me to do it uh doing character doing impressions so i remember one year i did like (laughs) i did like well and at the time it was okay but i remember doing like bill cosby reading the nativity oh no back then it was okay we didn't know i didn't know it was it was pre-enlightenment about cosby problematic but i remember that and then and then uh well i guess i wasn't religious He's tradition like schwarzenegger but they were, no i'm not your husband oh God, the world. <laughs> no i'm trying to remember what the other impressions were nixon probably yeah nixon. god is not a crook. like what a you as a little kid would a yeah I don't remember. Well, it wasn't a little cat. I was like 15 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was really coming into my own with it. I feel like that's something Nate would do now. Yeah. And I would like it. I know. That's that's why you guys are sick and twisted. (laughs) Did you have any kale? Did you have any weird religious stuff, uh, traditions? No, not really. I feel weirdly like kind of the the religiosity was more in the day-to-day. And then the holidays were just... I guess more about maybe what we didn't do. Like we also didn't talk about Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, Santa, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like we didn't. Yeah, we didn't do presents from Santa. Um, we didn't do. Uh, but like so much Christmas stuff is so benign. Like we didn't do Halloween. Um, but no, never Halloween. No, of no. course not. <laughs> but we did. I mean, th- what we did do, which I'm. This is not an answer to the question. This is just me saying a tradition that my family had that I really liked mm-hmm. was on Christmas Eve we would make cookies. Everyone got a new set of pajamas. We'd get in the car and drive around and look at Christmas lights. Wow! In your That's pajamas? Great. In our pajamas. Heaven. That rocks. Yes. Eating the cookies. I love that. The best. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I want to do that right now. I know. <laughs> But yeah, not not so much the religious. Did you stuff. have any? Um, yeah. I f- well, I feel like 
my family, like, we were doing it, but, like, our heart wasn't in it, you know? It was like, we should do it, but, like, no one's really, like, pumped about it or whatever. Like, I, I'm pretty sure my dad, like, brought out the family Bible and read the thing in, like, a stilted tone for a while. And then we were just like, <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> like, kind of moved on. Or probably did some prayer. I think we only, like, sometimes went to a Christmas Eve service. Um, what bumps me out is, like, I, like rem- I remember. Carol singing? You, you went caroling? Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't go caroling. You just watched caroling? I did caroling. one year. Oh, yeah? I feel like a... Yeah, I'm, like my youth group did one year. It was pretty nice. lame. I remember, wait, this was this was in my semi-recent past, but seven years ago, the first community group I joined in Pasadena via Reality LA, we did go caroling in a Pasadena neighborhood and oh, yeah, sing to people. That. Oh, well, thank God. Because, because sometimes it would be like fine and fun. It's just a bunch of like millennials singing at somebody <laughs> mm-hmm. but then i forget who it was but one of the girls afterwards went can we pray for you and it's like well now now this is just emotional spiritual terrorism yeah. <laughs> I, like, I <laughs> hard behind it. Uh-huh. now you've given this person the chore of being polite you already sang at them that's i guess a gift but like the we pray for like we don't need that we do not need that unless they loved it unless they freaking secretly got off on it or something <laughs> I guess those aren't the only two options. <laughs> oh, yeah. They hated perfect. it or they got yeah. off on it. That's the two. Um, well, thanks for the question, Zoe. Thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, thanks for answering the phone. I didn't call 45 times in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> Whoa. Zoe, you're tenacious. Yeah, I hope you save I hope you save that extra slice for you. Hey. Oh. And happy <laughs> and for me. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you. I'm a, I'm more of a solstice person now, going going straight Ooh. to hell. But but thank you. I appreciate She's your sentiment. She's a witch, Gorgeous solstice. She sounds like I'm, a witch. I am a witch. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Are there any? What, what is what? Uh, what are the solstice traditions? It's mostly acknowledging that it's the darkest time of the year. Well, basically, all Christmas traditions yeah. are solstice traditions. Right. Is the uh, is the simple answer? The evergreen trees uh. and the present gifting and the. Uh, you know, the feast and spending time with family and Aww. everything like that. So that's cool. I got so, yeah. but I'm not a solstice. solstice. That's almost a joke. <laughs> okay. So yeah. we should let you go. We should let you go. Pod <laughs> bless you. Oh, you farewell. Bye. Bye. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save 
on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. (sighs) That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, man. I got so bad. Man, the killers were so cool back in the day. I've been sad about coming home for Christmas and then not going to. Well, never mind. My sadness means nothing. (laughs) You're on the air with Kevin, Caroline, and special guest Kale Hills. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, it's Laura. I'm from Orlando, Florida. Laura from Florida. Laura from Florida. Yeah. You said that. (laughs) No, I said Laura from Florida. Florida. Uh, Laura's so glad she called. (laughs) <laughs> Kale, what a great <laughs> use of my night! It is eleven oh five where Laura is. Wasting your day. Yeah, I'm past my bedtime, guys. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. But what thank did you, you want to talk about today? Um, I actually had like two questions. One actually related to what you guys were posting about, and one didn't. Which yeah. one would you like? <laughs> uh, we'll go with the one related to. Yeah. Um. So I've had family issues in the past. In the past two family vacations that I went to, it didn't end up great. So I'm about to come up on Christmas and Thanksgiving, and I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do for the holidays this season. Mm. Ooh. So you're looking for alternatives to-, to going home or just ways to make going home bearable? Maybe going home bearable or maybe bringing some camaraderie with my family. Mm. I don't know. You mean bringing yeah. a camaraderie and like bringing a friend? I've... Oh, I wish I could bring a friend. That wouldn't be possible. Nah, because that, that would help significantly. People yeah. get in, right? get on their best behavior. And that, I feel like well, I, I relate to, to this in... question. Kale relates. Yeah, because yeah, this is, this is a, a space that I've been in as I have like had trouble navigating my place within my own family and my identity and what they think about my identity and that kind of thing. So it might not be helpful, but things that have to you, but things that have been helpful to me are understanding that, um, as this like gap grows that you're in a really kind of interesting position now of being able to take ownership of the relationship and decide what kind of relationship you do want. And so I think really advocating for yourself with some specific boundaries. And for me, what that has meant is telling them, I tell them what I want to do when I come home instead of waiting to be Mm. told what I'm going to participate in. I like to let them know what I would like to do. And I also, um, this like bring a friend, I think maybe you can't physically bring a friend, but something I did have done that I've really appreciated is I've had like pre-scheduled times where I'm like, hey, family, I am going to 
at six o'clock on Thursday, I can't actually come to dinner because um, I'm going to see a friend in town or I have a phone, yeah. a phone call already on the agenda. Mm-hmm. So just kind of like self-advocating in a way that I yeah. wasn't maybe enabled to, but now I'm trying to be is something that has been helpful yeah. to me. And I totally tried in the past. I live here. My family comes here. So like when they're here, I go to my own space and try to get my own time and try to kind of separate myself so I can calm down. The problem is, is that my family gets heated and they have arguments. So Mm. it's hard to like diffuse it all. It's interesting. We'll see. I'll take in what you say, because I think the separation really does help with that. Yeah. And building in like your own events within the the time being like, yeah, I'm letting you know now at seven, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go here or I'm going to, yeah, talk with this friend Uh or something. Uh, I also like the idea of bringing an activity that you'd like to do. I think that's a good idea. Like maybe you you say like, yeah, a game or um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say like like a charades game or even like, hey, I have this uh, complicated cake recipe. Like we're going to do that together or something. Oh, my sister's all about that. That might be kind of nice. Yeah, just like (laughs) if you need a diversion. But again, if everyone's like fighting and just being awful, then you're you're within your rights to kick them to the curb. And my sister's that my sister's that person. She's always the person like, we have to have a plan so no fights can happen. Mm. She's that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm always just like, I'm just here. <laughs> can I have a glass of wine? Yeah. That's, that's me. And it's hard because I don't like, that was part of my second question of like, I don't have a lot of friends right now. I kind of like segregated myself from bad people and my, my like toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't have a whole lot of people to turn to. So like, if I go and segregate myself from my family, I don't have another place to go to at the moment. Mm. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> I'm a conundrum. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. That's really hard to like build that stuff too. Uh huh. Cause a- that was my other with the that other was my qu- other question of like I don't know how to find friends right now. Oh, <laughs> and I mean, I'm too lazy to wake up for church. I, I tell you what, it's the eternal question of adulthood is how to make friends, make but then maintain the friendships yeah. that you want to because it does suck. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like my job and all, who are they all? All my friends like were toxic alcoholics. <laughs> yeah, and then all my friends at work are all married, and I'm very single, so mm-hmm. it's really hard. Mm. And they're just, not interested in like hanging out with you alone. Yeah, they're really not. They like all have their friends with their like husbands and. Mm. Uh, it's fine I'm happy just for them. Kevin gave me a look. I mean, Caroline can't relate, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I am trying to find new friends, so I can also relate to. Has it been going okay? What yeah, have I feel you like done? it's been going good. Uh, well, I don't know. Mine's I don't know if mine's like replicatable, but it was like a friend out of another friendship, like your friendship with Ross. And I met Ross and like kind of found that. And then like Nate's uh, friend at work, like his wife, I, I, I guess, I mean, it's just like stuff that people tell you a lot, but just, you keep asking people out until they relent. This is such a cheesy (laughs) answer, but like what is, what what friendship develops from (laughs) like academically is repeated unplanned interactions. Um, right, they can't and, be all unplanned, right? Well, or like, <laughs> Seems where you happen to be around like someone, just got freaked out. <laughs> so I think, but yeah. spontaneous. Are, are you saying le- There's a level or? of spontaneity to the relationship, not necessarily like maybe you know you're going to see them, but I mean, this is cheesy, cheesy as hell advice, but truly, I think taking a class in an interest area, um, at least, mm. it, at least exposes you, and truly anything. Like for me, 
it was all my friends in LA came from improv, improv baby. Yeah. And taking improv. That's class. stupid because because that's the thing is like you look at that class of of people mm-hmm. that you've come up with for X amount of years and it's not different from people who you would meet at art school if you went to one of those it just functions differently right. because you're all performing publicly at the same time and it's not different for me as people who like you guest on their show or they guest on yours and so many friendships have sprung out of that and that is so analogous to like taking a class and then just being like so pursuant about the one and it's hard it's brutal and vulnerable oh, i'm so bad at that i know and it's just like getting the skin to just accept a certain amount of rejection from those people and like just a certain batting average and mm-hmm. and the idea of of unfortunately it is a numbers game to a degree because it's like if there's 10 people and you hit it off with five of them and then three of them reciprocate you know like it it, it is just one of those situations but this is like it's such a central question for us in this point of our lives mm-hmm. right it's just like how to make right? and maintain friendships yeah and, build community yeah. in your 30s yeah yeah maybe like pre-kids you know so you don't have like the parents of the other kids can be my friends or something like that's not the link there i won't meet people at school right. yet i'm out of school like and i have two girlfriends that i was really really great friends with and they now both have kids and now i don't talk to them at all mm. i know i mean is that mutual or is that like you pursued them and they were cold to you or a little of both like i think i was one of those things where like we should hang out sometime and i was like cool i'm free every single night because i don't have children so you let me know <laughs> I know. Well, you know, and I've and I've been in that same position with friends of mine who have had children too, and I've had to like, and it sucks and it feels bad a lot of times. But I've just had mm-hmm. to say, "Are you free Friday the nineteenth right. at seven? You know, yeah, it, I'm going to this planet. movie whether or not you're there. Yeah, yeah. Friend, but I would friend love kids to have to like a lot of yeah. advance notice. And actually, I I actually did that exact move where it's like, we're going to this movie. Can you guys come and get a sitter? We're going to like two months. Yeah, it was for Star Wars. I was like, I'm buying tickets. Do you guys want to uh, come? And and one of them actually, yeah. you know, one of them has to stay home and take care of the kids. But the other one is a guy that I don't get to mm-hmm. hang out and see a lot. And then he was able uh, he was able to join us. So, so it's stuff right. like that where you feel... I was just like building the armor of always constantly feeling that you have to be the pursuant one and in that position of like almost looking or feeling thirsty and then just exactly but accepting that as the price for companionship because some people do Uh need to 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 love people like like you're a person worth loving do you know what I mean which is maybe like a horrible way to put it but but in a sense of like people meaning stuff to you and then and you just like expressing it right sense i I think obviously it's like easy to talk this and like all these things we're saying it's so much harder to do but but it's so hard to do yeah and Mm. it sucks because like i hang out with my sister instead and she has two kids so it's like i'm not hanging out with my friends who have kids i just traded off for my (laughs) sister who has kids which is fine Mm -hmm. i love them so it's great does she have any friends that you can poach no she has no friends Holy we're job. just each other's friends oh damn yeah i feel like kids with people with kids probably are also kind of lonely and probably would appreciate a friend reaching out and saying like hey come yeah i've heard that so I just, yeah. yeah i just hang out with my sister all the time which gets annoying so it's because yeah, you can only do that so many times uh-huh <laughs> whoa it's hard shout out genevieve shout out casey <laughs> love genevieve <laughs> i love casey <laughs> Oh boy! Well, good luck with that. I'm sorry it's been hard, and Thanks, I, guys. I, I hope the holidays are uh, more 
fruitful and nourishing for you and and like kale was saying that you can put in certain boundaries for yourself yeah take and, care of yourself and teach people how you want to i try yeah and like i i want to tell you guys this i work at disney so anytime you want to come to florida and hang out i've got your hookup so. okay wow all right laura we'll get your I info thought, um, afterwards yeah I was the girl who was at the Lauren Daigle concert at Epcot. Uh, <laughs> oh, cool. Wow. Oh, boy. That's where she is. Caroline's favorite artist we've ever covered on the <laughs> show. It's not my favorite. It's not one you've ever given a holy toast to. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> All right. Well, pod bless, Laura. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Laura. You too, guys. Have a good night. Bye. 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 I, I always come back to this question. I don't know what the answer is. I've just like, I've, I've made peace, I think, in the last six months of I'm going to be that bitch. That's always like, uh, do you want to get lunch? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. But I'm sure people, yeah, people like it. Because it's never as thirsty as it you See, it's you feel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello. I, hello. You're on the line with Kevin Caroline and special guest Kale Hills. What's your name and where are you there. calling from? Uh, I'm Sammy. I'm from Idaho. Sammy from Hi, Sammy. Idaho. Good to meet you. Well, we're talking about family, holidays, adult friendships, uh, leftover season three. Porn addiction. Porn addiction. Australia. Uh, Sudoku. Yeah. Anything you want to throw in the mix. What's on your heart? Um, well, the holiday prompt got me thinking. Uh, when I was growing up, going to church, we always had a candlelight service on Christmas Eve. Did you guys have those? Yeah. They're yes. particularly pretty. Yep. Were they lighting a candle? Mm-hmm. I was so stressed uh, out about getting wax on my hands. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's not like it. You're like, huh? That always freaks me out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but now as an adult, um, I look forward to it. <laughs> I, like I like it. the pain. There's there's this like story that gets, it's one of those like greatest hits family anecdotes that gets retold over and over again of, of our dad scolding us at a Christmas Eve service about like dripping wax on the mm-hmm. seeds while he's just like making a freaking Jackson Pollock <laughs> painting underneath him with his candle. <laughs> so that's always one of my first thoughts uh, when I think of Christmas Eve service <laughs> that's stuff. Great. Oh, that's a great, that's a great one. I'm a sucker for well, it. Like, I like being a rube for that. Or like going to like a yeah. super popular mainstream movie and just like, yeah, I want to be manipulated. By, I want to do Holy Night while everyone's singing by candlelight and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrific. Exactly. I still love good. those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it has yeah. like some mystery and like of the like magical quality around it. I think the churches I went to growing up were so boring day to day that to have anything the christmas eve ceremony being like laid at different time you have a candle yeah Yeah. that like really made it feel like a special special event and you're singing like the oldest songs in the church and and it it's almost a little bit more like everyone knows these songs. Like everyone actually does know these songs, like culture wide. It's not just church people. We're like participating in this big thing. And a surprise Jesus yeah. is going to be born tomorrow. A wow. surprise Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he pops out. The Jesus you're expecting. <laughs> it's a nice time. Yeah. Are you going to go to one this year? Um, yes. I, I still go to church. Um, well, I don't know if the church I go to right now does candlelight services. Um, Make them. Yeah. <laughs> show up Start with it. it. Show up with a candle. Show and if they tell you to put it out. <laughs> you bang at those doors. <laughs> Just throw lighters at everybody. <laughs> when I was in elementary school, we started going to a church plant. So they met in an elementary school. Mm-hmm. And the first year we went there, they did a candlelight service. 
And it turns out they had decided to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. So we never did any more candlelight services <laughs> oh. at elementary school. <laughs> Ooh, school burned to the ground. Trouble. I know. I guess yeah. that's fire hazard stuff because that didn't happen at the the at Reality LA when they like used to be in high school. Bunch of open flame. Yeah, yeah that school would be bad. Oh yeah. my gosh! Wait, were you that. there? That that just this is an off topic memory. But were you there the uh, morning that the pastor Tim Chaddock he, he the fire alarm kept going off in the school and no one knew why and he preached through it, like no one no. of that the so, whole time. Yeah. Well, uh, like for six minutes of the sermon Jeez. so it was like ah, 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 <laughs> and he and kept going and he was yelling he was like it's fine we don't need to evacuate but he kept preaching oh it was like a master Damn. class of focus mm. to even because then eventually like just through repetition you started tuning out the fire alarm which is a little alarming in and of itself Whoa. but but it was oh yeah it was a it was a wild thing yeah i don't know and I, no one stood up to leave no, because he said like, "Oh, this has been happening today. Don't worry about it." And then he just kept barreling through because <laughs> you know I had to keep on scheduling stuff because yeah. the gospel's too important. Yeah, the gospel, you got to push through. That would be weird. yeah. Like, could he? He could have just stopped the sermon. I guess oh, he can't. Have well, church outside. I mean, God would have if it was really a fire. God would understand. You know? Yeah, certainly. Well, thanks for calling. Yes, thank you for taking my call. I appre- I love you guys' show so much. I appreciate everything you've done and everything. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you. That's very sweet thanks. to say. Thanks, I work really hard. Yeah, Kale especially yeah. was really kind of touched by share. that. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we look at the episodes, the four episodes Kale's been on, including this one, as kind of the four pillars <laughs> of sure. GCF. Right. Without them, oh. it's just a bunch of nonsense that would crumble to the ground. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> For sure. Well, you guys have a good rest of your night. All right, you too. Pod bless. We should do. We should do like candlelight um, podcasting. Wouldn't that be fun? Spooky. That's what PFT used to do for Spont. He would like they would turn off light candles and do it. They would they would light candles in very dim lamps in the room. And that was supposed to make you feel like creative. He said it was literally that. He said working in dim light and without like harsh halogens or something like that opened up people creatively. That would help if you're not being like someone's watching my face too closely. Yeah, even though it's audio. You're on the line with Kevin, Caroline, and special guest Kale Hills. What's your name and where are you calling from? Oh my gosh, hi guys. Hey, friend. My name name is Devin from Virginia. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Repeat that name again. I didn't quite get it. Devin. 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 Like my Devin, name. you seem like surprised. <laughs> Devin like Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were talking about holidays and family stuff. If you got stuff on that, we can talk about it. But if not, we can talk about that too. Cool, because I don't. Um, <laughs> I have I I have a different question. Um just about church. Um I have been going to church pretty much as long as I can remember since I was probably about eight years old. Uh, my mom and I started going to church after my parents got a divorce, and I stopped going about three years ago. Um, when I was in church, I was always volunteering. I mean, even since I was like a little, little kid, I was always volunteering. I ended up working for several churches, um, actually got paid for churches. I ended up as like the media team director at a church. And I got really burned out uh, after a while. I got really burned out from, from all of this volunteering and having to get up super early to help set up and all of this stuff every single Sunday and being such a big part of it. 
but I was always told like from pastors and through a lot of messages at a lot of different churches that volunteering is very important and that it's it's just very difficult for me to go to church and just sit and just be there um, and not help out. Um, after being told so many times that being a Christian and being at church means you have to be a part of it. You have to be all in, as they say. You have to give everything you have to the church, and you really have to, you know, make it a big part of your life. And if you don't, then you're just taking and you're not giving anything back. So I guess my question to you guys would be, um, you know, I said I stopped going to church about three years ago, and Honestly, I just feel very free because of that now that I get to make that choice and I don't feel like I'm forced to have to go anymore. Um, Basically, the church that I was going to, the pastor we found out ended up being kind of a dick. And, you know, that (laughs) happens. Um, But since then, it's honestly just been kind of nice to not have to go. And just being able to say, I don't have to go if I don't want to, and feeling okay about that. So um, anyway, my question is basically, why do you guys still go to church? What are you getting out of it? Do you volunteer? Um, I know, Kevin, you worked for the church for a while. Do you guys still do any volunteering or work for the church? And do you feel bad if you don't? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's totally valid. And I know what you mean about once you get into that rhythm of like, here's my role and here's what I do and here's the people counting on me and this is how I provide value. And if I don't, then I am worthless and I don't deserve to be. And, like, and then like, it's either you are a servant of the utmost high God or a friggin' consumer poser <laughs> like parasite. that's a, yeah a parasite <laughs> that's the way it feels like the dichotomy is i don't know for the church i'm going to right now i started volunteering over there a couple months ago not because of any like specific pressure but because i felt just like a true desire to and and honestly as much as it is like helping out and giving back and blah 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 and all this stuff that's supposed to be it's also just like on a not altruistic level and on a selfish level, just a good way to integrate yourself into with different kinds of people and different and making adult friends. Like we were talking about earlier on this episode, it's, it's just a good path for that. And that's because that's what I want in my life at this point in time. And that may not be what you want, but I was going for months and months and months before without doing any of that volunteer stuff. And because I was so new at the church and I was still getting to know it and the rhythms of it, I didn't feel any particular like guilt or shame about not participating in it wholeheartedly. And if I didn't feel like a true desire to volunteer every three or four weeks or however much I've been doing it, then I wouldn't and I, and I would step back because I've just like, having been involved in church so much of my adult life, you just, everyone just has like PTSD issues or like stories from other people about like, <laughs> I, mean, I worked and that was burnt out. And now I hate everybody or, you know, like, yeah. like, and no one, no one looks out for it infrastructurally, even like the best kindest people can't look out for it infrastructurally for like w- grinding volunteers down to the ground. So that's definitely something yeah. you have to look out for yourself with. So for me, a lot of it, and as far as like going to church has been selfishly friendship stuff, relationship stuff, and, and feeling nourished by serving rather than a, a compulsion to not feel like a jerk for being there or like feeling like I've had to balance the scales. 
So that may yeah. not be true of everyone and in, in of like your circumstance currently, but but that's where I found it to be. And and I'm sure there's going to be Sundays where it's like I don't feel like doing this at all. Um, but I think that's all just a part of it in, in balancing it is important. And right now I'm in the kind of like honeymoon phase of like, look at all these new people. I love serving. So <laughs> that's definitely not going to last. But I think, um, I think that you should not feel it's going to be hard to deprogram feeling that guilt in just hanging out and just taking it in and just feeling fed or nourished by wherever you are. But, but it is possible. And, and a church that would actively make you feel otherwise wouldn't be a church worth going to. Agreed. Agreed. You probably felt this in like getting that close to the leadership or whatever, but I find that like this feeling is so systemic because like the head pastor actually feels like they have to spend themselves like Mm -hmm. running a church and, and that like attitude trickles down to the volunteers and the way they ask for volunteers or the way they ask of you to participate. And I found that like a lot of pastors, especially head ones, especially ones that turn out to be dicks, are actually like highly perfectionistic, really hard on themselves and do like yeah. put in too much time and, and probably don't have their own boundaries around like giving time to the church. And so that just like spreads to everyone else and almost always falls on the congregants of like that guilt feeling of like, oh, I can't I have to earn my place here and I have to earn like the love and the respect of the church and give back. And so when I sing my songs and I feel good, I'm also making sure I'm contributing to the feel good and all that. And uh, it's pretty messed up. And I find also that like maybe in the churches I've gone to or the ones you experience, like churches are always operating on this deficit that like, because they need to be growing. So that always comes out as like desperation of like, we need you to be here and we need you to give everything and show up because we're, we're going to die if you don't. And also if we're not dying, we need to be triple the size. And so they're always like pushing and pushing you farther and farther. And and then you burn out like you did. And like I have, and I think a lot of people, my husband did and all that stuff. Um, So I think it's like, it's partly just structural, like this weird top down CEO pastor who like puts everything into it and then makes that the attitude that everyone has to have. And um, that's why it always feels like that, I think. Oh, I was just going to say the last pastor that I had, um, you know, I, I felt that like that was really true with him. And he was, you know, being the pastor, that was his job. I mean, he got mm-hmm. paid to do that. And so, I mean, it was his church that he founded, and so obviously he was going to put a lot of himself into that. But it's I, I feel like it was hard for him to understand that we all had jobs, and right, we all right. had to get paid. Like, it was to the point where, like, one of my good friends that um, was volunteering there, like, she told him, like, she had really bad depression. And she told him it got to the point where, hey, I can't volunteer as much as I have been doing. It's been way too much on my mental health and on my job. And I, and he was basically like, well, you need to stop working at your job so much so you can work for the church. <laughs> wow, and that, that was one of the things that pushed us to leave. I mean, it's, it's like also kind of tragic if you think like that man is also putting that pressure on himself to like put yeah. that much into the church Gosh, too. Yeah. Doesn't excuse his behavior yeah. or any of that, but it, it's like I, I guess in getting close to those same kind of pastors too, I'm like, geez, you, it's relentless for you too. Like you, you literally can't do enough for this church and that must be awful. <laughs> you know, one of the ways that, um, yeah. 
the leadership at the church I go to right now communicates money or offering stuff is they say, give what you can, but take what you need. So if it's like, you can't make rent, just let us know. And then we'll like cover it or something. And I think that attitude has overflowed to the way they look at volunteer stuff where it's like volunteer if you can, but if you don't like, like they're not in a position of like taking or like, Oh, that's so nice. Cause it, I think acknowledges that it's fluid and there is not, a, a right answer to how much time mm-hmm. should you be spending volunteering, however much time is like gratifying to you, and that's going to be a different answer month to month, day to day. Totally. Yeah. yeah, and there's times where it's like, oh, for these four months, I feel like I can get real into it, and then for the next four months, I absolutely can't because of this project at work or this thing or that thing. And so, yeah, like maintaining that fluidity because so many of places I've been to before, like, okay, well, can you do it once a month forever? <laughs> it's like, eh, no, all right. Mm-hmm. Like they want you in the system yeah. and then just like, and learning to say no is such a hard skill in any arena, like yeah. a, a church community or otherwise, yeah. well, especially when your spiritual life is on the line. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound like maybe I've just um, been going to the wrong church. <laughs> it <laughs> no, kind of I mean, sounds yeah. like, I, um, I'm also like on a nice sabbatical from church right now. And I feel you in that like same kind of like, God, it feels so good that like no one expects me to be here or when I do show up or I'm not showing up. So no one can even guilt me into volunteering. I'll just be here. I mean, even at the church we've gone to, I get the pang of guilt that your, your church, Kevin is like, it's a, it's a road, road boat, not a cruise ship. So you need to be here. You can't just sit. And like mm-hmm. enjoy it, and that's always gotten to me a couple times. Like, fuck, <laughs> like I, if I'm here, I'm expected to do something, you know. And I, I like, I also can see where churches are coming from because, like, they do need volunteers. This isn't a company; they're not yeah. making profit. Like, the there's something good about everyone feeding in at this like socialist idea of like helping the church or whatever. <laughs> Boo. Boo. But yeah, but it, it's that I think that's the nuance that's lacking guys. Like, but at what cost and like when and can you and sometimes no. How would how would Bernie run the church? <laughs> Shut up. My mic keeps limping down. Good grief. It's Are a, you guys familiar with socialism as like a concept? Fuck uh, you <laughs> hang up. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> this rocks. Devin is my favorite caller of all time now. There's no better note to go out. Is you on. on like a voice changer? Uh, no. Devin. <laughs> I love you, Caroline. I love you both so much. Oh, oh that's you're very great. sweet. No Thanks for the feelings. call, Devin. Really appreciate it. Yeah. I hope you, you find the church that's compatible do. with what you want and need right now. If ever. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that? I'm sorry. One more time. Oh, I just said, I hope you find the church that's compatible with what you need right now. Or, or I don't, and I just enjoy don't. not going. <laughs> no, no, no. You need to go if you're going to continue listening to this show. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd be much more comfortable with that. <laughs> Thanks, All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks. I really God appreciate bless. it, and Can I love you guys. Oh, Have a good you one. too, buddy. See ya. You. Whoa. That Hot. ended so intimate. <laughs> wow. Are we in a relationship with Devin now? Yeah. Okay, here's the song. Here's the song. We're going to end on birthday, this. Jesus. Thanks for all your calls. Uh Again, the, as a slam dunk class of callers, we always get the best callers. Couldn't have said it better myself. A slam dunk class of callers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Beauty and the beast. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Here it is. So glad 
the listeners will feel me and resonate on this. Maybe I've heard this. Hashtag Kevin was right all along. If you, I mean, we didn't deny that. <laughs> no, but you were like, I never heard of it. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> At Kevin, we support you. <laughs> Hashtag Chili. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man! Thanks for joining us, Kale. Thanks, Kale. Thank you so well, much. Well, you for were you were so sweet. I found this to be true of you and of Alyssa last time, and of Simone the time before. Just like it's nice to have a, a third person in the room that can be so empathetic and, and listening and and, and a, a good receiver of the people that call. In. Well, so, half of that is the callers just being open and honest. Very open, yeah. And mm-hmm. so you, you meet people where they're at. What a gift. Oh, man. Well, we'll see you next week on Second Service when we do something sur- uh, different. Jesus, I love you. Goodbye. Jesus, I love you. Good night. <laughs> Good night. I wish Carson would have signed off that way. Jesus, I love you. Good night. Good night.